Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki, and our other bestie, Danny, is back. What's up, Danny? (laughs) So happy. How are you? How are you? I am good. As I told you, I was like rushing through traffic to get here. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a facial before this. So I look all like glowy. And then I like got out of the room and I was like, oh, it's only going to be like four o'clock. And it was like 437. I was like, Oh my god, but that sounds like an epic facial. <laughs> it was so good. It was so amazing. So we're we're thriving over here, except oh for this god. broken chair. I'm literally in a broken chair. So if I fall, I yeah. I hope you do. It'd be great entertainment value. So feel free. Knock yourself oh, out. Yeah. Like, literally. I need to get on your level. I've been saying like literally every Sunday for the last like 17 Sundays how bad I need a pedicure. And now I'm like, my toenails are doing the thing where they like poke through my socks. They're so long. It's gross. Not thriving over here. Not thriving. All right. Let's let's set the clock. Two and a half minutes before the first foot conversation came up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I love pedicures. Same. So Same. Yeah. It took me forever to find a good girl here. I just, cause I go out and I test around and if they don't know how to dig into my calves, mm, I won't right. be coming back. All right. True. So as a dude, I've never had this experience. Never had a pedicure, never you had a manicure. What is wrong with guys? I don't well, know. I tell like, this oh, that no, all the time. I can't go get a pedicure and I'm like, okay, well your feet are freaking gross. Well, yeah. ex- so explain the experience to me because I don't, that's the thing. I've never done it. So I don't understand it. So make me understand okay. why these things it's are so awesome. Glorious. Okay. You walk here. I'm going to set the scene. You okay. walk in, this little lady sends you to a chair, which is a massage chair. So you're relaxed and you're rolling with the kneading of the massage chair. Then you put your feet in like warm water is bubbling and it's like scented. Then they start taking your feet out and they rub your feet and your arches and your calves. Then they scrub everything and then they do callus removal. So your feet are so soft, so soft. Then they like trim your nails and they trim your cuticles and they do more rubbing. Then if you go to a nice place, they do the paraffin wax. They put your Uh little like bags with hot wax on it. And so they just like soaks in like sits on your feet then they put warm towels over your legs and they come back and they massage you some more oh my gosh it's the best it's thing you get yeah. more, more animated when you talk about the massage part like you're well, getting sometimes so they animated. massage your legs with like hot stones those yes. are my favorite oh, yeah. john you gotta go you gotta go do this no shame yeah, do. you don't have to like I mean, you could put neon pink on your toes but it's like you don't have to put neon pink on your toes you should definitely put neon pink on your toes well, if I end up going, I'm absolutely doing neon pink now because you guys you told should. me that. You should for what? Honestly, can even go to like a, a like a nail artist, and they'll put bean on your big toe. We will. Could we all go in Florida when we're all together down there? Go. Yes. Get hundred yeah. percent together. <laughs> Are you guys going to be down there early? For what? Uh, yeah, I want to say I get into town on Wednesday. I think. Like the Wednesday before the yeah. competition starts, or like the Wednesday yeah. Wednesday. The Wednesday before it starts. Okay. Cool. I'm TBD on timing still. Ew. Why? Well, because I don't know if I'm working and also because I'm like still trying to figure out, and I think I said this on the last show or I told John personally, I can't remember, but like this is either going to be my first like solo trip away from the baby because I just like 
deserve a break from the responsibilities of mom life for the first time in fucking a year and a half, or it's going to be like a really fun trip for all of us to Miami. And I can't decide because on the one, like the, like, I'm totally over it. And I need a fucking break. Part of my brain is like, do it, Nikki, do your thing. And Matt's like, yeah, go do your thing. And then like the second I told him I wanted a break, I was like, oh, but actually it would be way more fun if you guys came with me. (laughs) So I can't decide. I internally am struggling as I'm sure every mom listening can relate. Yeah. yeah yeah selfishly i would love the little to come along i know i know i need more squeezy I'm time I know. he's yeah. so cute so he funny. is so cute i had uh i had some a uh, kind of a depressing parent moment over the weekend i went to see my kid uh down in cincinnati at college and i took my oldest with me who just turned 21 and so they were going to go out drinking together so we go to a bar together the three of us and we're sitting in this bar i want you to keep in mind they're 19 and 21 they look 19 and 21. Now, the 19-year-old has a fake ID. If anyone's listening to Cincinnati, you own a bar, you're, you don't need to know her name. Just Sorry. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. Leave her alone. Anyway, yeah, so we're sitting in this bar, and I order some tequila drink, and they both order some pretty hefty vodka-type drinks. No, <laughs> did not get carded at all. At it's because they were with you were they like yeah exactly because the the server took one look at me and said that guy is so old and responsible there's no way he would contribute to the delinquency of a minor and i felt so old it was rude yeah i yeah i felt old when did i just feel old oh i was in sacramento and like they're like to visit trifecta and we went into like this little speakeasy thing and i was like guys, I forgot my wallet in the car. Like they're, they're going to need my ID. Like they're going to need to card me. And we get there and they just like, let me ride on. They didn't even like blink an eye. And I was like, dang, mm-hmm. <laughs> dang. That's so the worst pissed. moment when that happens though. Like the first time when you're, you're used to getting carded and then you don't. And then you're just like, I don't know if I should be happy with this or be upset. Yeah. yeah. It happened no, to me once I'm in a grocery like, store I'm where they carded me. <laughs> I was buying beer or something in the grocery store and the woman ringing me out takes one look at me. I was wearing a baseball cap and she goes, take your hat off. She didn't ask for ID. She told me to take my hat off. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'd rather give you my driver's license, damn yeah, it. Yeah, here, take Rude. this. Go <laughs> away. Like, oh, you bald. You must be old. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly Go what away, I was. Deborah. <laughs> Somebody came to oh, visit, Danny. Oh, hi, Danny. He wants to say hi. Oh, meet your grumpy face. Hi. Yeah, she's looking particularly grumps today. He's I always know. grumpy. Always. He was sleeping <laughs> and he heard us talking. So he got up. This is his uh, yeah. just woke up face. Yeah. Relatable. I'm sure. I'm sure my littles are going to be running in here any second. They love, they love to come bug me when I'm in this room. It's like the when, bug, it's like the bug mom room. It's also like the first time you've been home in like a century, right? Yes. Yeah. I've been all over the place. So yeah. So of course, Kona dog was like, oh my God, mom is home. We're gonna have so much fun. Love her. And then of course, Mochi the cat is like, uh-uh, uh-uh. You have so much groveling to do. So like he, right. yeah, he's been making me work for it. <laughs> Bummer. Cats be yeah. like that. Yeah. But then like, I'll be dead asleep and he'll come and like snuggle like, and then wake me up at 5.30 in the morning for breakfast. So I'm like, huh, progress. <laughs> Does he make the biscuits to wake you up? He he definitely, no. Okay, to wake me up, no, he screams. 
Oh my goodness. So time for food. I am starving. I haven't eaten in years. I need food now. Yeah. When he, That's what like, I do in the morning to like mad up too. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. So like he gets it from me. But when I like, when he like makes little biscuits and everything, he actually like still suckles like this blanket. Cause Ooh. he was like, I found him like, I found like street, he's a street little kitty. Like some, his story breaks my heart. Like someone brought him into like a Petco adoption like center because she saw someone like throw this object outside of a car. Oh. She just decided to stop and like brought him in. So he was definitely like taken away from mom probably too early. So he's still like, he has some trauma. We love it. We're working through it. But yeah, he's got his little comfy, like his little baby blanket that he just still like suckles. It's loud oh. as hell. Oh my God. <laughs> I love him so much. I know. And he's like the non-fluffy version of Bean. Like he looks just like Bean, but like, not with the fabulous coat. Mm. Bean mm. makes what we call murder biscuits. He uh, he gets like really aggressive about the biscuits, like crazy aggressive, pulling carpet up. You know, like, oh my God, he's making murder <laughs> biscuits again. This is not good. I love that. Murder biscuits. Because I call mochi little murder mittens. So, <laughs> this is perfect. So on brand. God, cats. We should, we should put these cats together at some point. How, was your, how was your trip? You were all over Europe, right? Here everything it was oh it was incredible i'm doing it every single year like every year after the games i'm just gonna go somewhere and explore uh i learned that america really needs to step it up with like a lot of stuff (laughs) i've like i've traveled but it was like different than spending you know i was over there for six weeks and so the food quality just it's just you know, head, like just amazing. And so I was so sad to leave the food behind. Um, Italy, like the pasta and like all the treats I had in the morning. God, I'm still drooling. Hang on while I'm salivating. <laughs> uh, but it's just incredible. Like there's so much to see over there and everything is so close. Like going from, you know, Italy to Switzerland, to Spain, to Germany, to London. It's just, it's so quick and it's all just like right there. But yeah, it was it was incredible. I don't know where I'm gonna go. I'm thinking maybe like Norway, Sweden, Scotland, Ireland, yeah. Nashville, or Australia. We're gonna just gonna see. We're gonna see yeah. where the world takes me in August. We'll make it That's last. Big was that the was that the point kind of was like train hard, big season, you know, culminate at games and then like take a solid just like break? Was that the whole point? Yeah, yeah. It was It was more like because everyone always takes times after games. And I was just like, I need to go do something. Like, usually I just, like, take time. But I was like, I'm going to actually go do something with my time off. And it really was supposed to be, like, I was originally it was, like, two weeks. I was like, I'm going to go over there for two weeks. And then I just kept extending and extending and extending and extending. I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> but the call of my little my little, my fur children are the ones that like brought me back. I think I'd still be over there if I didn't have them. Really? That's so fun. Were you doing yeah. any training over there or was it all just no. kind of relaxing? Back? <laughs> Amazing. Zero. I did. I, I, I was, I was truly training to be a competitive eater for those six weeks. Like I did, I did not work out. I just ate and I enjoyed life. And that's what it was. It was supposed to be like a two week thing. I was like, oh, no big deal. But then I kept extending and extending and extending. And then all of a sudden, like Rogue, <laughs> they were like, hey, do you want to come compete? And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Oh, no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was God. like, oh, this would be great because Rogue is all like strongman stuff and like strength things. I'm like, I'll be fine. Even though I've taken six weeks off, like I'm still strong. And then they're like, 
hey, you're going to do like a rock trail run on Thursday. And I was like, of course we are. (laughs) Of course we are. (laughs) So yeah, I was like, that was, I, I had maybe had three days of solid training before Rogue because I got back and for a week I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do anything. And then the next week after that, maybe hit like three to four solid good days of the gym. Then it was time to like deload before Rogue. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is going to be a nightmare. (laughs) Well, what was your your fitness like? Like, what did it feel like when you came back? Were you surprised at like, you said like, oh, six weeks, I'm still strong. But what did it really kind of like shake out to when you got back into the gym after that time? So like strength wise is great. And then you, like, there are some things that like just felt fine. Like if I did, you know, like double unders and handstand pushups, like it was totally fine. But man, that first time I did some like thrusters and some sled, I was like, all right, this is what a heart attack feels like. I know I'm prepared. <laughs> if I feel this again, I know I need to call 911. It was, it's like, it, it's just, it's humbling. Cause all, you know, athletes are just like, oh, like, we'll take some time off. It's fine. But there becomes like a point where I think like two to three weeks would be like totally fine, but there does get to a point where it just like you've hit that mark and then it's just, it's just downhill. Mm -hmm. So I think like two to three weeks, I would have been like totally fine. I would have come back and you know, the first day, maybe first like two or three days would have like been absolute shit, but I would have bounced back quicker. I I'm just now (laughs) feeling somewhat normal. after my six weeks off. (laughs) So it's so interesting to me to hear you say that because I feel like as, as a spectator and a fan of the sport, like we sort of forget sometimes that elite athletes are like human, just like the rest of us. Right. So like, because that's like the daily struggle for all of us getting into the gym just to train like for life. It's like, yeah, you like go away on vacation or like maybe you're sick for a week or a week or two or like in my situation, like my kid is sick every other week and then like Matt gets the man flu because of that and then like the whole house is sick. And so like, yeah, you you like, you're good for like two-ish weeks. You kind of like, your routine is shaken up, but you can get back to it or whatever. But when you slip over the edge of like, oh shit, now it's been like three or four, now it's been like a month of not solidly like being on my routine or whatever, like just as a normal human, it is damn near impossible to get back into it because you're like, oh, I've actually, now I'm in this new routine where I eat forever and I don't work out and switching back over is just, it's just really hard. And so it's kind of, it's kind of nice to hear that it's not just like us on the bottom rung of the pyramid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like humbling. It's so humbling. Um, the first thing I did when I came back first day in the gym, I was like, I'm just going to do one thing, just kind of get my body moving. And it was like echo bike and like burpees over a line. After I got done with that, I just like laid down and I didn't move for about 40 minutes. I was like, leave me here. It's fine. Close the gym. I'm staying till tomorrow morning. Like I'm not getting up. I was like, so wrecked. So yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, I definitely hit that point where my body was like, oh, okay. So we're, we retired. So we're not going to do that anymore. All right. I'm going to like, I'm just going to unload all this fitness. Like you don't need it anymore. And I was like, dang, should have held on a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But this, but so fun and so well-deserved. What, what was your favorite part of the trip or favorite thing that you saw or ate? I guess those are two separate questions. Literally everything in Italy is like tied for first place for best thing I've ever had ever. And that was just amazing. The scenery was great. 
I think one of the highlights, honestly, was Switzerland. The scenery mm-hmm. over there, it's like, it's unreal. And it was like, I'd close my eyes and then open them and be like, how is it this pretty? And the water is so blue. It looks fake. I'm like, they're putting something in the water to make it this color. It doesn't, it like, you look out and you're like, that's that's a postcard. There's no way my eyes are actually seeing that. It was just gorgeous over there. Um, and then I've been to London several times, but I love, I love London, like the literature, like history there. Oh, great. So I love London, but Switzerland was definitely a big highlight. I spent most of my time in Italy. So like, that's going to definitely be a highlight just because I got to see so much of that country. But otherwise, yeah, I think Switzerland was just unreal. It's like the coldest water I've ever, I've ever been in, in my entire life. And I thought I was going to drown because my lungs were just like, So yeah, we took some risks over there. <laughs> I was uh, I was living vicariously through you guys because I felt like every time I flipped to your story, it'd be like a new picture of a new ice cream cone or some yes. gelato or a cookie, and it, it, I literally it, had ice cream every day. Yeah, but your caption would be like uh, ice cream of the day, and then like two hours there'd be another one that said ice cream of the day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm smart enough to tell time, and I know even in Europe, two hours is still two hours. Like this isn't ice cream of the day; this is ice cream of the minute. <laughs> yeah there were several days there were several days where I just like I I went for I remember this one time so there I went into like this little bakery and was like like what do you recommend and the person did not speak English they were very pure Italian so they were like they just were like everything's good and I was like oh okay and I said just give me your favorite and I think that they took that as like you know give me one of everything (laughs) (laughs) I do. I just get this like tray and I'm like, it's like day one. And I'm like, all right, we're just send it. We're, this is how the trip is going to go. I had like 20 treats in front. And I was alone. I was alone at this point. So I'm just like in this cafe with like 20 things in front of me and a little coffee. And over there, you know, they have like the little shots of espresso and then someone gets like one little treat and the looks I got, they're like American. I was like, I get it. <laughs> I didn't want to be here either, but well, you didn't want to be there, but I also appreciate that when he was like, oh, okay. And as he's like piling stuff onto the tray, you weren't like, no, sir, wait, no, no. no. You're like, no, I don't do that. That's maybe I maybe like- he was a fan, Danny. Maybe he was a fan and he already knew who you were. And he's like, yeah, she'll take it all. She'll leave yeah, everything yeah, here. I'm just going to But that's like my life in any kind of situation. Like I, I talk this big game where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, strong, independent woman. But I'm like, I'm the stereotypical, like if someone gets my order wrong, I'm like, thanks. I love it so much. Like I can't say anything. <laughs> Can I have another <laughs> one to go? It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't, I just can never, I can never do it. I've done it once in my life and I still to this day, like feel bad. I wish I could go find that man and, and apologize, but to be fair, I got mad over something that ended up giving me food poisoning. So it was justified, but I still felt bad because I did kind of turn on the sass. Like I really cranked that knob. So now I just am like, whatever, I'll die. You cranked it. You have a good day. Like, excuse me, sir. No, um, I, this isn't right. Okay. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Scene. Set the scene. Uh, so I was in the grocery store and I was getting like tuna and I was going to make like tuna, like sashimi. And I was going to like do all this stuff. And like in hindsight, I should have just, I should have gone somewhere else, but I was like whole foods. It's fine. Yeah. So I was getting this tuna and then like this guy was pulling out like these like tuna, like raw tuna fillets that had been like off to the side and like one of those like fake refrigerators that I never really trust. Cause like it's open. So like, how is it staying? But anyway, so 
I was like looking at it and he was like pulling out these like plastic things. And I was like, uh, can I get those? The ones that are like actually being like, they're on ice. Okay. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm not cooking these. So like, they need to be like pristine. And he was like, they're the same. They're the same. And I was like, okay, but they're like, they're like the knot. Like I'm going to like, I'm literally taking this home cutting it with a knife and eating it. Like, I'm not going to sear it. I'm not doing anything. So I'd really just prefer the one on ice. And he was like, no, like they're the same thing. Like we're supposed to sell these first. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what you're supposed to do. Give me the goddamn ones that are like on the ice. I don't want to get sick. And then he was like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Okay, so I panicked. I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'll take three. And so I just like took these things and I was like, well, I'm not going to waste it. So then I ate it and I was, I was ill. I mean, oh. I was like, I was ill, ill. Oh, it was, oh, it was like the worst thing ever. And I was the whole night, I was like, fuck that guy. He, Are you oh, oh my God. Yeah, but I still feel bad because I did. I like yelled. Well, I yelled. Like I raised my. You didn't, you didn't yell or he would have given you the goddamn tuna. I feel like I maybe you didn't even sass him all that much. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> but like ever since then, I just like I just don't I don't do it. People oh hand me the wrong things all the time. It happens all the time, actually. People will hand me like the wrong things at coffee shops, and I'll just be like, "Thanks, have a great day." You know, know what? How much sugar is in this? <laughs> you need you need. I'll be your wing woman because. That's like, that's literally Matt where he's like deathly allergic to all dairy. And like, for some reason, wherever we go, even when he's like, no cheese, please. They're like, oh, extra cheese. Got it. No problem. So like, and he won't, he'll just like take it and be like, um, thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Like crying (laughs) to his cheese sandwich. And, And I have to be the bad guy to be like, listen, I'm sorry. He like, literally, it's not you. He just literally can't eat this or he'll throw up. Or, you know, that meme where it's like the really short guy next to the really, really tall girl. And it's like, my bae ordering for me at Starbucks because I like don't speak Starbucks. That's yes. also us. So I'll be I, your I'll be your uh, foodie uh, wing woman next I, time. Yeah, I need it because I'm the same. Thank God I'm not like allergic to anything, or I would just mm-hmm. constantly be sick. Because yeah. I don't know. I maybe I like I just I don't articulate or I mumble when I order things. Where even like I, when I do like online like mobile orders or stuff, somehow like a lot of times it's like wrong. Like. If I wanted iced coffee and they gave me hot coffee, that's what I get for the day. Nope, just, nope, yeah. nope, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, I'll just go get another one. I remember, <laughs> remember one time I was running so late to the gym and I was like, I can't, I was just like, I need an iced coffee. And so I ordered and they gave me a hot coffee and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to say anything because I have no backbone. So I'm just going to order it again. So I went out to my car, mobile ordered it again, came in and they gave me another hot coffee and I was like, okay, I don't know what to do at this point. So I just like took both my hot coffees and then I went and stopped at a gas station and got ice out of like a little thing and then no. just like poured it over and no. it was gross. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I have, I like, I just don't, I just, cause those people I figure don't really enjoy their job. Like they right. might, but, right. but so like they might enjoy their job, but there are so many people that go in and ruin their day. And I, I agree with that. those people. I agree. <laughs> so but like, this- no. Okay. Here's my theory. Like as long as you're kind about it, 
those people don't really enjoy their jobs, right? So they really don't give a shit about wasting a cup of coffee to make you a new one. They're not like, oh, but this cup of coffee costs Starbucks three whole cents and now we're wasting it down the drain. Like they don't give a fuck. They will make it's you- not even that. It's more, it's more like the 20 people waiting in line and I'm like, excuse me, like I just, I wanted it iced, iced. And then everyone's like mad and there's like eight baristas running around with their heads cut off because they got to do the mobile orders and they got to do the drive-thru and then they got to take care of me who has to have an iced coffee. And I'm just like, whatever. I'll go to another Starbucks. I'm going to flip this entire section out of the podcast and I'm going to title it the tortured life of basic white women. And just, (laughs) I'm just going to play it on an endless loop. So everyone will feel sorry for you too. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you. That's all I want. I'm so, apparently I'm so about the attention. So like, thank you. Let's just like hype that up. <laughs> I also can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Lord. But to the point where like every time something breaks in our house, which is every five seconds now, because our new house is beautiful, but is a money pit. Matt will be like, this is coming out of your Starbucks fund. And it's like a no. knife to the heart every time. <laughs> no, not, not, the, not the coffee. You just don't touch, like touch anything else. Like I know. anything else. Do you have a Starbucks fund? Well, he's just like, every time I leave the house, I have to get a nice coffee. So, okay. you know, when. Got bu- to budget it. All right. I was, I was about to recommend divorce. I was like, man, I love Matt, <laughs> but come on. That's a tight ship he's running over there. We got to talk. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> As the primary breadwinner of this family, I will decide <laughs> when and where I get my fucking coffee. Thank you. You're right. Oh, oh my Lord. God. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mickey. I also right. like we should definitely I should I should pull it back from my like nine dollar coffee orders. I should. Have you ever just out of curiosity, have you ever like just looked at your like, you know, PLs and just like looked at your yearly coffee spending? Nope. I've never compared the two and I never will. I would love to live in ignorant bliss of that number. Yeah. 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 Don't ever do it. No, I wasn't gonna. Yeah. It's sickening. <laughs> Especially me, because I'm like, oh, they didn't get my coffee right. Let me just go to my car and order another one. <laughs> Yours is double what it needs to be. <laughs> it might be triple. Because I, I will swear, say- I'll, I'll, I'll get two coffees, like, normally. Not when they mess it up, but I want a car coffee for when I'm driving. Usually a hot, you know, like I do the cortados, like, while I'm driving, because it's small, and I'll finish it in the time that I'm driving. And then I must have an iced coffee for when I exit the car, no matter what I'm doing. No right. matter what. Yes. If I'm walking around a grocery store, I want a coffee in my hand. If I'm going to the gym, must have a coffee. Yes. If I need to run to Target, must have a coffee. Right. So no. I, yeah. Yep. I totally get would uh, would you correct the people at Crumble if they got your cookie order wrong? Huh? Would you correct the people at Crumble if you, they got your cookie order wrong or would you just take the wrong no. cookie? No, no, it's a cookie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like pick that battle. Mm-mm. No. But to be fair. To be fair, they do like they they give you the opportunity. Like when you get it, they like they open do. it up like this beautiful thing, and they're like, "Do these look acceptable to you?" And I always, I just like I don't even look. I'm like, yes, I can't even like look them in the eye because I'm like I'm scared that they're gonna like see that maybe I hesitate, and they're gonna be like, "We'll <laughs> fix it," and I'll be like, "Please don't." <laughs> it's perfect. You're perfect. We're all perfect. <laughs> You're not looking them in the eye, or because they like do the cookies for your party of twelve look right, and they know it's just for you. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, I can't make eye contact. It's all for me. It's so funny. It's like the two situations: the crumble situation. They're like, enjoy, like you know, you and your friends, and I'm like, 
Totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And then there's also the thing where like I go and get like 20 bags of ice to like do an ice bath and they're like, oh, someone's, someone's having a rager tonight. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this manufactured outrage on the internet about crumble cookies over the last month or so that people are going nuts because when you look at the nutrition label, it says that the cookies have 140 calories and it's only a quarter of a cookie. What dumbass thinks that one of those freaking 12 inch cookies is only yeah. 140 calories? Like, how can we yeah. get outraged about this? Yeah, I know. I like saw all of that and I was like, I, this is kind of just like one of those like survival of the fittest things. Like, really <laughs> you just didn't you just didn't turn the brain on like as you're just shoveling these down your throat i and i was like they're even like diet treats stretch to get like 140 calories and like a little packet yeah. like a thick brownie that's like this big and i'm like you thought that this mass chain cookie store is gonna somehow like crack the code I, no. I went the other way. I was like, shit, that means a whole cookie's only like 540 calories. I'm going to go get one right now. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's not they're, bad. They're like, they're, and that's why, like, everyone is so funny. Like, they'll, people will see me, like, post them on my story and they'll be like, I don't understand how you eat, like, the cookies all day. And I'm like, do you not see the little triangle that I, like, cut out mm-hmm. each one? Like, I just do a little triangle every single day post workout, little triangle of each one. I just, nope, 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 nope. Well, here's a question for you. Here's a question for you, Danny. I, I threw a, a Q&A up in my story, and uh, I said I'd ask some good questions if they came in. And here's one from, uh, I'm assuming it's a woman, uh, Haley Trimpey, so, uh, that asked, have you always had such a positive relationship with food? That's one thing I love about you, by the way. I do love that you're always posting the treats that I wish I was eating. Have you always had this relationship with food, or is this, has it ever been a struggle at all? No, absolutely not. It's, uh, I used to have a really toxic um, relationship with food. I feel like the era, like the generation, like my, my parents' generation and like my generation, there was such hardship on women, especially like in the media, like even from, you know, magazines to the models to everything we were seeing. And like, that was before, like when I was like younger is before social media really popped off. Now it's just like tenfold. It's like so much worse, but even things that we were like watching on like TV, I distinctly remember an episode I was watching sex in the city. And there's a point when Samantha. I don't know if you guys know Sex in the City, but like uh, Samantha, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. So of like course. one of the main characters, Samantha, is like she went and she was like enjoying life. She was enjoying life, finally like happy in a relationship and vacationing, like doing all this stuff. And she showed up to like with all of her friends. She's been gone for a while, and like all anyone can talk about is like the weight she had gained, and she still looked amazing, like truly amazing. It was and, like, when they just tightened her top, jeans. Right? Yeah, yeah, and they just tightened her jeans a little bit. So a little bit of skin was like folded over. And you could tell that it was like like looking back on it, you could tell that like the producers or whoever just like really tightened her jeans, like put her in jeans like way too small to like make this a thing. But seeing that scene and seeing that like someone could be as successful and amazing as her, and like they just totally were like, whatever to that, this gorgeous, beautiful, successful woman, we're gonna focus on that those that was just rampant and you know social media nowadays and then in tv like it was just a normal thing to like just bash women if they gained a little bit of weight so that just you know it stays in the mind of like especially 
like a female. And then when I was young, I've always been super muscular. So middle school, high school, you know, words like big and, you know, like things like that, where people were like commenting already on the size of my legs, you know, at that age, you hear the word big and immediately triggers like fat and fat. Like I got to like, you know, cut all this stuff out. So food was a real problem for me for like a really long time. And I I don't know what to describe it because I don't want to say I had an eating disorder because I know so many people do struggle with that. So I don't want to compare my problems to like people who've actually been diagnosed with these things. But I would do things where I would like eat, you know, so much in one day where I'd feel so guilty that like the next day I would really try to like be like, okay, well, I'll just like, I'll cross it out. I'll like fast for an entire day. And it was really, really, really bad, like really toxic um, until I found CrossFit senior year of college. And then I like started just kind of getting my shit together and realizing that like, that's not going to help anything. So yeah, no, I haven't always had a positive relationship with food. It took a while. Yeah. Is, this, uh, is this where the girls who eat shirts came from? Yeah. 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 So it, that's just, you know, obviously the general meaning behind that is like, you have to eat, like there's like no starving yourself, like, you know, fuel the body, be healthy, be nutritious. But then there's also like, behind the behind the things of we just need like strong women we just want like girls who are like not just eating at the table but like own the restaurant that everyone's eating in so double-edged you know double-edged meaning there but yeah the girls who eat thing really did kind of stem from realizing that you have to eat to be strong and you have to eat to gain the muscle to look good so yeah when do they go on sale? Because people are like bugging the piss out of me about it. And I'm I know, like, I don't, I, know, work, I, know. I don't like sell shirts for Danny. How the hell should I know? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so I'm officially going to drop them at like Wadapalooza. So if you're not at Wadapalooza, like they'll go online at that point as well. So January. But because so many people have been bugging them, I am going to do like a little early pre-sale thing coming up at the end of this week. So they'll just be like, once they're gone, they're gone. So the little chance to get them then, but January, if you miss out on that. I love that. I love it. It's so, it's such an important message and it's such an important, um, like table turning moment because I agree. Like, I think you and I grew up in the same era where like, like Weight Watchers like popped off. Like all of our moms went to Weight Watchers when we were like 10 yeah, like in really formative years where we were learning about our bodies and developing into women. And like at a really pivotal time was when society decided to be like, oh, all y'all are too fat. And like the really important role models in our lives were swept up into it because how could they not be? That's not their fault. Like that's like where society was going. And so to now be the role model who is actively turning the tables, despite what you went through. I mean, I, I have the exact same, like to this day, still some days have a toxic relationship with food and have to fight it on a daily. Like I am proud to be a girl who eats, but like, it's difficult to walk back in my brain some days, like the day after Thanksgiving to be like, Oh, I should really not eat much today. Cause I really, you know, like crushed it yesterday. It's hard to actively fight that. And just, you know, just, I'm just admitting it, like being real, like when you do it your whole life or your whole adolescence, it's really hard to walk it back when you're an adult. So now that you're in the position where young girls, especially are looking up to you to be able to turn those tables and be like, no, no, this is what you should really be focusing on. I think is, is instrumental in building the next wave of girls who eat. 
for lack yeah. of a better term. Well, thank you. It's 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 definitely it's an important thing. It's definitely an important aspect of everything that I'm doing right now, career wise and just branding wise. Is I do just remember being a young kid and just wish that I had had like I wasn't looking at you know these slim slim too thin girls like in magazines and online and then. I just wish I had like a strong like woman that I could have been like, okay, well that's, that's what I want. And that's like all, that's all I want. I want this next generation just to give the big middle finger to anyone who wants to talk about their body in any kind of way. And just definitely, I never want, I never have wanted someone to look at my pictures and be like, oh, I better skip a meal so I can look like Danny. That's never been, yeah. Like that just should be so far away from anything. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool concept. I love. I, that. I can't tell you how many times I've had someone say to me, "Oh my god, I love Danny. She is nice in person as she appears," and or, you know, they comment about how strong you are, or just you know something that they love about you. Like, it, as someone making that impact, Danny, like, how's that feel for you? How is that for you emotionally? Not not even necessarily how you feel, but how is that knowing that you've got people out there like really looking at you as a true role model now, as opposed to just. Oh, you know, there's an athlete that I happen to like, like you're becoming kind of, I don't want to overwork this thing, but it feels kind of iconic a little bit to me within the the space, particularly when it comes to young women. It's, it's surreal in a lot of ways, but it's also so just incredibly humbling to be a part of something that, you know, I started my whole journey just wanting to make myself healthier. And it's incredible that I can be a part of this change that has been so important just in my own life. And I, I get beautiful messages all the time. And when Halloween rolled around the amount of people that like sent me things and then like dressing up with like the log or the sandbag, I like, I I got so emotional in the month of October um, with so many people like dressing up, like for those events and all that kind of stuff as me. And it is so incredible to know that just the things that I'm doing also while doing things that I love are impacting like young women and making them feel confident. Like I love nothing more than getting a message from, you know, someone who's younger, middle-aged, older, it doesn't matter. Just getting a message from a woman saying that I've positively impacted how they view their body and how they treat their body and how they approach food, how they approach fitness and it's, it's a feeling that it's, it's indescribable because you feel this immense amount of not pressure, but responsibility to continue to spread like a positive message. And you feel overjoyed that you get to do this. And then you, I I just sit back and it's kind of, again, it's like a surreal feeling. It's, I'm incredibly humbled and honored to be, you know, a part of the movement. Absolutely. How are you balancing this, you know, the overwhelming feeling you're describing with the criticism, you know, like from time to time you have to deal with the haters and, and people saying things and whatever, whatever those things may be. From time to time on a daily basis. Come on. The internet is garbage fire. We know this. Yeah. Sometimes it's worse than others though. Like we, you know, like it just is like, how do you balance that? Are you able to balance it? Is it a struggle? Like how's it working for you? It's, I think I have a pretty healthy balance. Like obviously again, human, human over here. Um, so there are some times when like, you know, I'll already be having like a bad day or something will already be going wrong. And, 
you know, I'll just come across that one comment or someone will send me like, you know, a video talking about my body. And it's just like, it's like that wrong day and it like really hits home. And those days are difficult, but I have to always remember that there are so many, I get so many good messages compared to like the really, like the really bad ones. Like, and by bad, it's like just like things that are cruel, like the gross sexual things and the things about my feet at this point, comedy, they just like, it's, it does not even phase me anymore. Um, but the ones that are just pinpointing something about like my body, my weight, you know, my musculature, those things, those hit home on those like certain days, but it's easy to remind myself of like the good, the good that's going on. But I always try to remind myself that if you've got haters, then like you're making it. Like there's a whole point if like people aren't talking about you, like you're not doing things correctly. And I always, I always like to just like think about like, while <laughs> I do not agree with everything that the Kardashians stand for, so many people want to throw hate their way. So many people want to throw hate their way about like how their bodies look, about how much Botox or filler or like whatever like they get. But the majority of the people who want to talk so much shit about those women would in a second do all of the things that they could do if like some magic genie was just like, I'm going to gift all of these things for free. Would you like it? And they'd be like, uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Make my skin look like that. Make my hair look like that. Make my lips look like that. So it's one of those things where when people are talking out of their ass with hate, it stems from like insecurities and jealousy. And so I just remind myself about that. And if anyone has anything like bad to say about me spreading positivity in women's bodies, like they've got something so incredibly fucked up in their own life and their own heads. So it's easy. It like, you know, it takes a second where I'm like, Oh, that hurt. That sucked. And then I'm like, Oh, they're probably miserable going on with my day. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear from both of you on this. Cause there's, you know, I, I feel like in the last few weeks I've seen a lot of commentary and this isn't just about women's bodies. It's just about internet posting in general, that if you post something, anything, in this case, we'll stick to the topic of women's bodies, that if you post something, everyone should be allowed to comment. That seems to be the prevailing mindset. So like if I post something, someone should be able to come back at me with their opinion and blast me for it. And I, and I think there is a huge group of people that will look at your feed and go, Oh, Danny's wearing a pumpkin head and a bikini. I'm now I can say anything the hell I want. Right. Like as a woman, like, how do you navigate that? Like, it's just, it, it, I don't know. I, as a guy, I'm never going to have to come up against this mostly because I'll never wear a bikini and a pumpkin head. But besides that, you should. I really should. Oh, especially I now with those abs, John. You oh, it would be awesome. Yeah, you should. Wouldn't it? It, should. Be a, it would be a great look. You know but, what? You no, know. I take that back. You should do it at any size, John. <laughs> well, look, any I just, size. I just think it's a tough conversation. Like, yeah, you know, between as a, as a guy, like I look at those photos and go, damn, Danny looks good. But then there's the other side of me that goes, is that appropriate? Ah, you follow what I'm saying? Like, it's a tough thing to navigate as a guy. And then, you know, to your point, Danny, there are plenty of guys out there that are saying kind of really horrible things too. And so that's like kind of the easy thing to go. Yeah, that guy's an asshole. Uh, I think fundamentally the, the thought that, oh, this is on the internet and now I have the right to say whatever I want about it is 
so like that's like the weirdest like self-serving mindset to have it's the weirdest entitled mindset to have where you don't have the right quote unquote or you shouldn't be able to like quote unquote post about or do about or whatever anything like just because it's online does not give you the like unalienable right to to post your hateful verbiage on it one way or another that's like saying like if someone says something out loud now I'm allowed to respond with whatever vitriol I want because it's out in the ether like that doesn't make any sense so I think that fundamentally the people who do that have a weird like entitled view of the internet in general um but I also think that there's like there's how do I say this like the mindset of just, you know, not being a total asshole. And if you don't like something, skip on by, my friend. And if you think something is inappropriate, skip on by, my friend. There's a lot of things out here in this world that are for a lot of different people and not everything's going to be for you. And that's okay. That's totally okay. But just... In general, I don't understand how we as a society sort of decided together that it's not okay to be a total dick about something to someone's face, but online all of a sudden it is. Like, I really don't understand where that switch ever happened, whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not. Healthy discussion is always one thing, but like just being a total asshole, I don't know. I don't understand where it came from. I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, you know, I agree. I think, you know, obviously everyone free speech everyone can like you can like say what you want to say i think it just shows character when you get onto someone's feed and you want to like just spread nothing but hate and people can say cruel things like that's one thing the ones that get to me are when someone will say something cruel and i see it in my comments all the time and someone will kind of clap back to that person and that person, the male, I'm going to say it. It's always the men. It's always the men. They want to come back with, well, she decided to put that up on the internet. She's dressed that way. She's asking for it. Uh-huh. I think that mindset, it doesn't matter that it's just online. It is so incredibly dangerous that there are so many men out there who truly believe that because I'm posting you know, pictures where you can see a lot of my skin, that it's not for like empowerment and being like, Hey ladies, be proud of what you have. Like you've worked so hard on this body and you only get one and you're with it your whole life. If you've put a lot of time into being happy with your body, you can do whatever you want with it. You can show it off. You can help inspire other people. You can do what you want. That does not mean that you're asking for vulgar language and definitely does not mean you're asking for physical like attention at all. And that's the thing, like that's the turning point for me is you can say whatever you want. If you want to just be cruel, like, you know, let it eat away at your own soul. It's not going to affect me. But when we allow the mindset to continue within men that if some girl is doing X, Y, or Z, she is therefore asking for something. And I think it's just dangerous. Like that's where I kind of like, I, I think that's the cutoff. And I think those are the ones you have to pay attention to. And like, to your point, Nikki, like a lot of these people who say these kind of things 
are all talk, no walk. Like in person, they would never have the balls to say any of this stuff. But online, they get to be like, they get to take some control of their life because they have none mm-hmm. in their life, obviously. They're probably stuck in a dead-end job with no power or, you know, I just, it's one of those, it's just, it just is. It's like how it is. If you're going to go spread hate on the internet, like, you've got some fucked up shit going on in your own life. So, like, yeah. figure that out before you want to come into my feed and get mad because I'm, like, wearing a pumpkin on my head. Like, go fuck mm-hmm. off. You know what it, it makes it, it what's scary is it makes it acceptable and that's what's fucked up. Like the more, even if, even if someone wrote something terrible online and they would never say it in person, the more people see that kind of language pop up in the comments and pop up online, the more acceptable it ends up becoming to us as a society as a whole. And then it does get physical and it does get dangerous and it does lead to trends where dudes, I will say men, they think it's okay they think you're asking for any kind of response or behavior and it invites them to be some kind of way outside of silent or polite. And as a society, we've gotten so used to it that that is terrifying. John, remember that episode we did with some mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. our favorite internet gals yeah. where we were talking about like the scary comments that they've gotten online and the scary ways that that's translated into real life. And it is real life. Yeah, the yeah. more people see that kind of language online, the more even young impressionable boys are going to grow up thinking that that's cool. And I don't even need to like, I don't even need to explain with a lot of words how well that translates to thing like rape culture. It's terrifying. I think, I think there are two things that are contributing to it uh, wildly. Uh, number one is the anonymity of the internet. will get it every time. Like I see this in Danny's story a lot. I have a couple other friends, actually one of those women, um, that was on that show posting her story often DM sent to her by married men, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the anonymity of the internet. They think no one's ever going to call them out for it, you know? Yeah. And it's always really interesting to me. And I do think there's a, you know, men are wired differently than women. We're very visual creatures. We see something and, you know, like Danny's feed, your feed's really hot. <laughs> I mean, it is for the, you know, uh, and, yeah. and I say that with the utmost compliment, like it's a great feed. And, I, you know, I think people will look at that and, and there's a, a, the normal segment of people where they go, that's a hot pick, like, and they'll put a little fire emoji. That's cool. It's the guys that come in that tell you exactly what they want to do to you. Mm -hmm. That's the difference maker. And I think that's where often where people aren't seeing the difference in the line being drawn. They're like, oh, well, she posted it. She wants comments. Yeah. You want engagement. It is kind of the point of anything that you post, whether it's, you know, a bikini pic or me doing a meme, you're just trying to get engagement. Like there's no difference between those two picks. Yeah. The difference though is the reaction that you get back in return from that. And I think that's mm-hmm. what people are, are missing here. And they miss the real life consequences of someone like Danny or even just kind of the everyday, you know, women that we had on the show that have to deal with these creeps and pretty nasty, gross things. You know, it's yeah, and then it's a weird line to draw, right? Because there's no real regulation of this language or these comments or this movement on our social channels. And on the one hand, there's a part of me that thinks that there should be for the protection of people and for the establishment of 
behavior that we want and encourage as a society. And on the other hand, like I am a huge proponent of free speech. I spent most of my life as a journalist, the First Amendment, I'd take a bullet for the First Amendment. And it's really difficult to draw a line cleanly and say this speech is okay and this speech is not. And there's a lot of gray area. So I don't know what the solution is, but it sure yeah. isn't what's happening right now. It, it should also be said, by the way, if you ever go and look at Alex's feed, it's not much different for no, the, com- the, the comments coming in. Like if you want a good laugh, go to Twitter and whenever Alec puts on a post in one of his little bikini bottoms <laughs> and look at the comments coming in, like you, I mean, talk about vulgar, direct Okay, man. Someone, we'll have to get him on and ask him about that. I don't know what how he feels about it, but I'll read it and literally just like, oh my god, it'll be like mean tweets, but it'll be like gross tweets. Yeah, I'm like speechless. The things that are said on there, like I don't know whether just to hysterically laugh or feel sad. It's just, it's like it's crazy, pure Mm -hmm. craziness. It is. It's just, it's, it's the internet is such like a wild place right now, and. It's on. It's a scary place too. It is. And there are so many people out there who are just so over the top ridiculous with their hate and their vulgarity. And they get, they like sucker people in with their absurdity and like they get views. So then we give them a platform. Like that's the thing that like is really, is like worrisome to me is we're now we have so many people out there who base their entire content off of hate mm-hmm. and like just talking shit and bringing people down and we're just giving them this platform and like that's something that I just don't think should be right you can like say whatever you want but if you're building an entire brand an entire platform off of commenting gross things about people's bodies or just just mean things about people in general like please go find something better to do with your time. And that's like something is like, I don't understand how so many people are okay with some of the things that are being said within the CrossFit community there. And there's a podcast out there. We all know who I'm talking about. And it's so disappointing. It is so disappointing with how much stuff is being said. And like, whatever about what's being said about me. Like, I'm fine. Like I'm doing just fine. Like they can say whatever they want. This man can say whatever he wants about me. But some of the things that he has said about like other people, about people who were not 18 at the time that these gross comments were said, it's so disappointing that so many CrossFit athletes still go on this podcast and give him a time of day. And it's one thing for viewers to go and like, look and listen and be like, okay, well, what absurd things is this person saying at this point? But for so many elite athletes to just turn a blind eye to what's going on and just being like, okay, like, yeah, I'll still just like be on this podcast. It's so disappointing because I, I finally took a look at how many people were on this guy's podcast and was so shocked at how many at like games athletes had gone on this podcast and just been totally fine talking to this person. Some I'll be honest, some athletes didn't surprise me. I'm like, "Eh, that checks out that you went on there. Uh, But there are so many where I was like, what are you doing? Because like their day-to-day conversations and their day-to-day attitudes, morals don't align. And I'm like, "Why, why are we continuing to give him that platform? And that's like just so disappointing. So disappointing. 
I hate it. You know what I've resolved my mind to around this recently, Danny, is um, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this because I don't disagree with you. Like, I understand what you're saying. And I often feel that way, not about that show necessarily, because I don't really watch it, but just like anything that doesn't line up to what I believe. I've started realizing recently that there's a lot of people that don't believe like I do. And I put out plenty of content that people find offensive for different reasons, whether it's for religious reasons or it's just, you know, childish humor. I do plenty of that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And so I'm starting to come to realize that people don't follow me, for instance, for my some do, but most people don't follow me for my values, right, or my morals. They follow me for that moment of laughter. And occasionally I say something that they go, ooh, <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a very good joke. I'm not sure I like that. But they don't unfollow me for it. They just roll their eyes and move on because it doesn't change their values. It doesn't change their morals. They're just like, okay, I didn't agree with that. Some unfollow, some don't, whatever. And I'm starting to see that about the show you're mentioning and even other you know content that's out there that you know people want to get their momentary laugh and they'll figure out that all right i like the broader spectrum of this show it has a lot of athletes i really like it has a lot of uh you know people coming on it's funny at times it's very well produced you know very well put on and you know bluntly crossfit doesn't put out a lot of good content on their own so where else are they going to get it you know what i mean and, and so I think people, you know, I often hear from people, well, I put up with this so I can get that, if that makes yeah. sense. And I think yeah. people do that to me, too. I think they put up with some of my shit <laughs> to get the stuff they like. And on this show as well, like Nikki and I are dropping F-bombs hand over fist some nights. And a lot of people don't like that. And I can't tell you how many emails she and I have gotten about that, about mm-hmm. you should change your content because this is a family show when it's never been a family show. You know, so I guess my point is, it's like, I get what you're saying. Like, I, you know, I don't disagree with you. I'm just, for me, once I resolved my mind around, you know, I know where I'm directionally headed and I'm not going to let anybody else impact that. All my kind of anger around that went away. I, I have a lot of anger around that. You're better than I am, John. <laughs> I, I gotta be Nikki honest. I are pissed. <laughs> Annie, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know. It's the Leo in me. Like I'm, I'm loyal to a fault. I am a Leo. Off and I'm done oh. forever. Like I just can't. Like I'm with you, and I, I think that, I think John, not to. I don't mean to like make your memes sound smaller, but I feel like with jokes and with memes and with the way that you prod culture for conversation's sake, there's more forgiveness or leniency and like that joke didn't really land versus like, I'm going to say something horrible about someone that I don't think you can take back. And I'm, I'm with you where I like, I, I don't agree. I think as a, as a group of CrossFitters, right? Like we have our own little CrossFit family, our own little culture, our own little whatever. Like we have to support one another. And when bad things are happening because people are saying bad things about people or whatever, and maybe this is, I'm more sensitive to it because I'm a woman and shit, let's just say it. Like a lot of this, a lot of the gross things that come out are being said about women. Um, I have no patience for it. We're having a serious <laughs> conversation right now. I have no patience for it and I can't align myself with it. And I'm disgusted when other people align themselves with it too. Yeah. I am. I can't. It's, I'm sorry. 
It's really just disappointing when, so like, again, like John, to your point, when you were saying like, yeah, I'm sure people occasionally get like offended, like whatever, but your stuff is just like so innocent. Your stuff could be like, oh, you, you know, yes, said a bad word or, you know, there's just like so much, like Nikki said, just like forgiveness in that space. But I'll take like an example of like the person that we're talking about in his recent podcast decided that it was appropriate to during my competition at Rogue, the one thing he wanted to talk about was that my clothes weren't fitting properly. And to me, it doesn't like, it doesn't bug me. It's like, okay, well that was rude, but whatever. I look fabulous. You're like, you're looking homeless, but whatever. Um, but it's, it's the fact that other women, young women might listen to this and be like, oh my God, he thinks that she doesn't have clothes that fit her properly, that she is fat and overweight. Therefore, because I don't look like that, I must be absolutely overweight. And this is how this whole culture of women with eating disorders and body dysmorphia and body hatred like this is how it gets propelled. And this guy is in a space of fitness where a lot of women are just trying to enhance themselves. And like, I'm sure so many people listen to that and they were like, dang, like if that's how she's being perceived, I wonder what people are saying about me in the gym or like when I'm out and about and I like had the courage to take off my shirt in the gym. And that's where, that's where for me, no one is looking at any of your memes or like, oh my God, you said a bad word and being like, changing their health because of it. It might just get a little bit offended. This is like something that is perpetuating in toxic culture. And that's where, like I, like Nikki said, I draw the line. Yeah, no, I understand that. I want to go on record that if either one of you guys ever need me to go full sin defend of you, just say the word. I'll, it's happened. It has happened. I will burn this fucker down. Like, I, gotta, <laughs> I, I totally do after this show. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys know this. You guys know I will. But, I, you know, I guess... My my whole point to it is is that um, like I watched those shows because I knew we were doing this. I knew we'd be talking and in case it came up. I wanted to make sure I was prepared. I actually did oh, research, I'm, Nikki. Can you believe that show? I am woefully unprepared. I didn't watch it. No, no, no. I watched it. Um, and it's the only ones I've watched. Somebody had sent it to me and said, "Hey, you know, they're talking about Danny. You got to watch it." And so I want to be fair. Like I wanted to watch that. I watched the one that um, uh, Beth put. Is that her name, Beth? Um, yeah, Beth. Yeah, that put out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She put one out. I wanted to see hers and like make sure like I kind of understood what the conversation was. And when I watched his show, like to his credit, and I, you guys know I don't give a lot of credit, uh, but to his credit, he quite literally said, uh, I actually wrote down the quote because it, it floored me when he said it. Um, oh, where is it? Oh, he said, I have high degrees of immaturity and I'm being shitty to her. Like he quite, quite <laughs> literally said, doesn't make it okay quantifying no no but but to the point of people know exactly what kind of content they're getting and and so that's my point it's like as long as you know what you're getting it doesn't make it right and it doesn't excuse it but it does at least tell you what direction it's going and then you can make a choice and to danny's point if you want to be an athlete to go on it that's your choice I, I'm with Danny. If I were an athlete, I wouldn't. I think there's a lot of risk there because when bad things are being said, and when I say bad, I mean like outrageous things can often become so outrageous, you can put yourself in harm's way, particularly as an athlete that needs to get sponsors. That's a po- always the possibility. 
But people have the right to make up their own damn mind. They're going to. You know, I respect that Danny hasn't. I mean, I, you know, that's one thing I love about you, Danny. Like, I, I think you, you know, the, the running joke is what you're the um, beacon of moral truth. Is that, is that the moral? Yeah. Just so above everybody else, just because I don't want to call people fat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but I think you do have very high. That's one thing I love about you. I told someone the other day, I'm like, Danny's the kind of friend that if you need to go bury a body, she'll go, where are we going? You know, yeah, like I'm she's strong. right or not, like she's right there with you and supportive, but knows what she believes in and and stands by it, doesn't waver. And so I love the fact that you do that, you know. But I don't know. I'm just kind of the point in my life now. I'm like, everybody's got to make up their own damn mind. I'm not going to talk them into doing something different. I'm just not going to contribute. Meaning, yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not watching the show on a regular basis because I'm not going to drive the feed. I'm not going to drive the views. Although now you owe me one because I had to watch it for this show and now it's in my feed. So you're in the algorithm card. Sorry about about that one. I, you know, I know that we've been harping on this for a while, but I think uh, just like one last little closing thing to Nikki's point, I think, I think it just as like a woman right now, like tensions have been so high to be a woman in the United States of America. And I just feel like any kind of hatred towards women at all at this point it just, it just lights a fire. And that's why I think probably women have more, like, I wish I could just be like, yeah, he's, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. And I do, you know, being like, yeah, like whatever, like he's going to say what he's going to say. But for me, it's just like, I have such like this strong need to just protect the women of this world, not myself, just like the other women. And that's where I think a lot of like the anger comes from. It's not anger because of what he's saying about me, like whatever, like keep, keep talking about me. Like, go ahead. Like, tell me you're obsessed without telling me you're obsessed. It's fine. But it's the fact that like negative impacts can be made on other females. And again, just tensions of the United States. Mm. I I will say uh, the whole uh, tagline of calling you the beacon of moral truth is funny to me because uh, Danny and I were chatting uh, one night and she gets a message from Matt, who's the producer of the show. And I met Matt back at the games. He's a super nice dude. And for the record, produ- he's a great producer. Like the show is well-produced regardless of how anyone believes about the show. It is well-produced. And he sent you a really nice email DM said, Hey, would you like to come on the show? We'd love to have you. And Danny, and I had been chatting and she was fired up already about <laughs> something as she can do. And <laughs> She messaged like quickly messages back. I saved it because I have it here. And it said, I have zero interest in this. Our morals and principles differ in every way. Plus, I'm starting a podcast with a meme guy. You should check it out. That's exactly <laughs> what you said to him. So you didn't say you were better than anyone else. You said we have different morals and beliefs. That's what you actually said. And yeah. I'm going to give Sousa some huge props here. He responded back and he was super polite and super professional and super nice. He was. Yeah. reply back to you. So they, like, he wasn't shitty to you in any way. I just thought it was a really funny exchange of Danny's all fired up and like she turns yeah. off this DM and then immediately screenshots it and sends it to me. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, yeah, that man. was a that was a good day. And like, yeah, no, he was completely like polite, but obviously my response got back. And now it's just the tagline of the entire podcast. It seems like so, well, I got to be known for something, right? That's yeah. something. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you. I just feel like anything that sort of like encroaches on the very tiny steps forward that we're consistently trying to take as women in this country makes me want to be like, 
burn it down. All well, of it. All of it. I'm not it's sucking up to you two. It's tough. It's just, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think anyone is saying like that anyone's content is wrong or bad or that people can't choose what they listen to or whatever. I think more of where Danny was coming from was in our very close-knit CrossFit community. If there's something that isn't right, how and when should other athletes be supporting right. it? That's like, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I question that all the time too, Danny. Like I'm right there with you. Like I often wonder, particularly some of them that are like very religious. Like I wonder why they come on this show. Like, I mean, I'm just being yeah, honest. You're like, proper. You can't swear. And I'm like, Oh no, yeah. my God, what am I going to do? Here, here's what I will say. And I'm not sucking up to the two of you, but if it's any consolation, I can't tell you how many emails I get about both of you. About what a strong influence you are. Like I get them about Nikki going, will she please do more women shows? Because it and really I will. means a lot I to will. me. I will. I just got to get through the busy season at work. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. And, and people, you know, telling me how strong and uh, influence you are, Danny. So if someone else is bringing that down, you guys are bringing it up. Mm. And that's your influence. You can't control what somebody else does. True. You can't control what you're doing. And you're making a monster impact, both of you. So oh, thanks, John. It, doesn't, it doesn't solve your frustration, yeah. but you're fixing, a lot of, you're, you're fixing a lot for other people. And that's an important thing. Good. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. All that matters. Hold on, I got a couple more questions for you. We got just I know. Time. I was like, we went so far down like this. Know, kind of let's like, let's bring it back up. Wait, Party John, back. don't you have to, don't we have to hop off soon? Or are you? Yeah, American wait. All right. Oh. Let's see here. Should be fine. All right. Uh, These are big, quick questions. Very quick ones. Here's one from Chad Laughlin. On a scale of one to 100, is there a chance Alec is straight and her and him will end up together? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is it is so funny to this day. I still we still get like so many DMs like being like, we get it. You guys love each other. Like, why don't you just be together at this point? I'm like, there's a. I'm just missing an appendage, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not really how that rolls, um, but okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry to disappoint, but you know that's a no. Prob- probably, probably a no. Like he's happy to change him at all. He is perfect the way he is. All right, yeah. here, here's one along the same uh, the same theme from Jackie Bosworth. F Mary or kill John Alec Riley. Oh my god! No, I'm not saying that one. Oh come on. <laughs> No, that that involves somebody dying. Let's not do yeah. that. Yeah, I just hope I'm married material. That's all I was hoping for, really. Oh well. Oh my god! But you know, I, I have to marry Alec. I have really? to. He's my soulmate. <laughs> he's my platonic soulmate. Like, I'm the one, that's, in that's this scenario, heart. I'm the one getting killed because Riley I feel like is far you might be too dying. pretty. Maybe we shouldn't do this. One. <laughs> yeah. Riley is far too pretty. I'm the one getting killed in this scenario. There's no no, no doubt I'm about refusing. it. I'm refusing. I'm just like I'm just gonna hit my own head with a shovel or something like that. Yeah. Like, love you guys. <laughs> Bye. It's I, been I awesome. It. It's been swell. Uh, one person asked if you'd come to their wedding. I'll have to send you their name. So you can, uh, so you can do that. So you can say no politely yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, so you know, a- I get, you know, the thing that I get asked, I is like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not very like aware of like the things that go on like military, but there's apparently always like this military ball going on. Yeah. And the amount of times I get asked to that, I swear one time I just want to be like, yes. Just do, yeah. Yeah. You totally should. You totally should. I mean, I like totally. Yeah. But like, how do I, how do I make sure that that dude is not going to kidnap me? Right. 
Well, probably because they go to the brig. They, you know, there's military prison, so they're not going to kidnap you. You'd be fine. I think that would be worth it. It would be worth it to go to the brig to kidnap Danny. That would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's not reassuring <laughs> at all. Right. But I, I'm so tempted. One day, to everyone who's asked, one day I'm going to say yes. All right. All right, guys. Keep, guys, keep girls, whoever, if you're in the military, keep asking. All right, last question, and then uh, we're going to have to wrap up. What's on your Christmas list for this year? Books. I want everyone in the United States to send me a book. That's from Allie okay. Jean 88, by the way. A book, what any special series? Any special series you're hoping for? Um, I like literally everything. I actually just got I just got done with two incredible books. One was Lessons in Chemistry, and it is about an amazing woman who's a chemist in the 1950s and her struggle of being just a woman in the workplace, but also like an intellectual woman in the workplace at that time. And it's, it's incredible. Every woman should read it to remember how amazing women are. And then every man should read it to remember how amazing women are. Hmm. And then I read, I, I'm like, I have like one chapter left of she said, and it's all about like the reporting that was done around the whole, like Harvey Weinstein thing. And like, I think a movie is coming out. A movie is coming. I think tomorrow, no Thursday. I'm yeah, going to see it. Back. So I wanted to read the book. Um, and it was, it was good. It's absolutely disgusting, but it was good. And then I do have a book that I think is arriving by 10 PM tonight. Uh, it's called a light in the flame. And it's a, it's a second book of a prequel series of blood Nash. All my TikTok book people out there will know what I'm talking about, but so many good books, so Love many it. good books. I don't even think you asked me what I've read. I think you asked like if, what I'm hoping to read in the future. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, I just changed, I changed the question. Okay. No, no, that's totally fine. Well, before we wrap up, last thing, we've got our Kettlebells and Cocktails cocktail party in Miami that we want you there, Danny. It'll be super yeah. fun. We're going to drink White Claws like basic bitches. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful. Perfect. So much fun. And there's a, a French pastry place downtown I'm taking you to. The three of us are going to go get croissants, chocolate-covered croissants. They're like, there. oh, chef's so kiss. I'm there. competing Thursday, Friday. And so since that's the individual and the team, Saturday, Sunday, like I'm just going to I'm gonna be doing like meet and greets and stuff. So Saturday morning, pastries sound amazing. That's I'm perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get my gauntlet scheduled for Friday. That way I've got Saturday, Sunday free to drink and do whatever. Yes. So. Let's all be free Saturday and Sunday. Okay. It'll be perfect. Oh, and it. for everyone listening, you're all invited. Every yeah. single person. Yeah. Everybody wants to come, yes. show up. So show, show up. Just show up. Well, it's been super fun. I've missed you. Oh, yeah. I know. I've missed you guys. It's been back. so long. I know. I know. I'm so happy to be back. Nikki, when you start your women's stuff, have me on. I'll be I'm there. I'm so ready. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I have a ton of stuff lined up that I have been like sort of like gathering since after games last year and then just like life got insane and Q4 is really busy for me at work. So next year, um, it's, it's definitely coming back. Cause we got a lot of great feedback and, and those episodes were Perfect. really solid. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And as always guys, I enjoy the time. I would do it every single week, but I know people eventually would be like, all right, we need, <laughs> we need a new guest. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we'll change the name to kettlebells and spiegel how about that yeah do it dells. oh you're so smart see i should have come up with that i'm disappointed in myself <laughs> it's all right it's it is our right. next get co-branded next shirt co-branded shirt we should do it we yeah really we should. should that would be we perfect oh, perfect all love right that. love you danny love you, I love you guys always for everyone listening thanks for joining and uh we will chat with you guys next week